Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. And before we jump into the really cool stuff that we're going to bring you today, we have a super important message for you. Did you hear that Brilliantly Resilient, the book is out in the world and it landed on the top 100 bestsellers list. That's where it debuted. We're so excited. Go get it at amazon.com. Search Brilliantly Resilient and you'll see it in Kindle and paperback. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. We are already being silly and laughing here because it's a holiday week. It is Thanksgiving week. Hey, one of my favorite, actually my favorite holiday, because um, as I just said, I don't have to buy anything but food, which is kind of my thing anyway. I mean, I pretty much think about food 24 hours a day. (laughs) After I finish eating, I start thinking about what I'm going to eat next. Yeah. So, you know, even when we're about to like launch a phenomenal episode, incredible guests getting ready to come on, do not interrupt every fan's eating time Mm -mm. with any episode recording or any news that may change the world. It'll all be there when she's done. If I'm eating, I'll call you back. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's switch gears off of eating now that people want to hit pause and go run and get a snack and talk about our theme for the week, which is gratitude gratitude yay, yay. sound yes. effects on this on our set you know this year out of the last several i think so many people feel gratitude for things and we all, and you know you always do that well what are you grateful for this thanksgiving but i think most of us are just grateful to be back together again yeah. and you and i were talking before we started about how you know, as, as fraught as Thanksgiving can be when you're around your family and everybody kind of regresses into those mm-hmm. roles that you had when you were kids, there is also a beauty in knowing that no matter what happens, you're around your people and, and these people would do anything for you, even if you kind of want to choke each other or throw mashed potatoes over the Thanksgiving table for some stupid argument. <laughs> but this being back together after last year, where Thanksgiving was broadly canceled, is just such a, a thing to be grateful for. Yeah. And, you know, I realized at different points of my life, I've realized just how much these holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, the different times that we get, my family gets together are, have become, or have always been, I guess, this incredible foundation in my life that, you know, they say the word grounding. I don't mm-hmm. quite get that all the time, but I'm feeling it. This year, and I have felt it over the years at different points in my life when I really just wanted to relax with my people that get me. Um, You know, I was talking, I have this morning mastermind I'm in every day, Monday through Friday. And I was telling them this morning that, you know, my family just didn't have a lot growing up. There was Mm -hmm. 157 kids in the house. Okay. There's five of us in a very tiny little house. It felt felt like like 157. felt like 157. (laughs) And one of my one of my aunts and uncles, they had nine kids, like on that side oh of the family, gosh. there was a lot of cousins on that side. And there was a point in time when <laughs> my house was so small, but my parents were determined to find a spot for everyone that wanted to come. 
And there was a couple of years of like all of the cousins coming. And they used to, we used to do it at my grandmother's house too in Mayfair that was even smaller. We would all get together and just find, you just found a place, you know, you just found a spot. <laughs> One year, my dad was like, oh, everybody's coming. I'm going to build a table that will oh, fit them all. Building something. I know. And here's how different my parents are. My mom was always like, the fancy place cards and everything has to match from the, and it's an experience from the time you walk into her house, like the, the things outside, outside of the house leading, it's like Disney. And then you walk in, you have this whole experience. And then my dad's like, I'm going to fit everybody. And he built this table that I swear it went from one end of the house to the other. Oh my god! Everybody sat around it. It was absolutely incredible. <laughs> Except we didn't quite give a thought to the fact that, you know, 150 million people on one side of the table. Somebody's going to have to get up and go get something. <laughs> and you couldn't get around. <laughs> so you were either going under or you would, had to yell to somebody on the other side of the table to go get it for you. Well, that was like just lovely with you know, people commanding. It was so funny. And then the next year, people got there early to get a seat so on the side. Of the seat. <laughs> and they had access. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You know, it's so funny. I I mean, I'm at a point now with, with the grandkids and everything that I see this. I loved Thanksgiving when I was a kid because I got together with my cousins and extended family and we went to my grandmother's house in South Philly. Well, well, a South Philly Thanksgiving is not a regular Thanksgiving. It's just not. I mean, if you think that you eat a lot at an American Thanksgiving, go to a South Philly Italian Thanksgiving, because first you had the antipasti, which was, you know, the meats and the cheeses and the olives and all that other kind of stuff. And then you had an entire Italian meal, like spaghetti, gnocchi, manicotti, all that gravy, gravy, meatballs, everything, salad, bread. Then you had a turkey. Stop it. Are you kidding me? I swear to God, I sw- it was it was an all day gorge fest. By the end of it, we were disgusting. By the end of it, it like you, you would eat like five pieces of turkey and you'd be like, oh, my God, because you you just had seven helpings of pasta prior to that. Wow. It, it, it was unbelievable. But then we'd had dessert after that. <laughs> it was it was utter and complete madness, but I loved it every year because I mean, who is, who has Thanksgiving like that? It was incredible, <laughs> but we got to see all of our cousins. And now that I have grandkids, I see them like coming to my house and yeah. all of the cousins getting together and playing and their little faces, they just light up. And just that, that sense of they're not yet at the point where they're arguing with their siblings and everybody has those, you know, those traditional, yeah. why do you always do that kind of things? But they appreciate it for what it is, that grounding space that you know that everybody in that house would do anything for you. Yeah, I I think that that's what I love about it so much. And especially your time before about Thanksgiving, there's no gifts involved yet. There's no pressure. There's no stress of that. It is literally just coming and hanging out, eating and being with the people that you know have your back. And even if there's like a dispute between you and a sibling or something like that, there's at least other people in that room. You know, and, and, you know, it's also a testament to how our families, you know, the core values of families and and whatnot, because my parents just didn't allow that. It was like, you had to leave all that outside and come in for the holiday and just, and do the holiday, live in gratitude, be respectful of everybody else in the room. Um, And it's, it's, I think that that's why it was, it was so foundational for me. And now that my kids get that too, because all of my brothers grew up like that. 
So when we get together and all the cousins are together, they're raised in the exact same frame of mind that we're all just here to, to be cool and get along. Um, and it's translate. I mean, we all get together in the summer, <laughs> the houses in Sea Isle, they all, all the grandkids, it's the craziest thing from now they're the oldest is what, 23 and a professional out in the world, all the way down to eight-year-old or nine-year-old Jules. And they all go to the ice cream place together. They go to the <laughs> beach together. It's hilarious. But they really enjoy that time together yeah. because it is a nice, um, it's their tribe. It's their people. Yeah, it is. And, and that idea of they would do anything for you, even if they think you're a stone cold idiot, you're still family. It's like that's, so it's the funniest thing because, and again, I go back to the Italian, the Italian side, my dad's my dad had no siblings and, and we didn't see a whole lot of his family because it was very, very small. But my mom and my mom only had a brother, but then it was, like I said, the South Philly Italians, it's the extended, extended family. So you could say something about somebody in your family, but nobody else better. <laughs> That's the truth. I can That's insult my family, but you can't, you know, so <laughs> there's just that there's just that feeling of they know you, they know your idiosyncrasies and your your stupidities and, you know, theirs. And still, at the end of the day. You just have each other's backs and you don't have to be anything but yourself there. Like yeah. you and I, because we go out and we speak to people and all that, there's a certain amount of, I don't want to say putting, putting on, I don't mean it that way, but, but, you know, you present yourself a certain way and because people yeah. know you a certain way, but your family knows you in an entirely different way. And what a relief to not have to be anything but that. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, wait, I want to read this, this um, quote from Eckhart Tolle. Oh, God. Shout out to all the folks. <laughs> I love that book. The migraine. Oh, my God. That migraine inducing book. But go ahead. Part of I the think we'll have an episode with, awesome. well, we'll bring Ron Brooks on so you guys can lament over oh, your struggling yeah. through Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> but anyway, he says, acknowledging the good that you already have in life is the foundation for all abundance. And honestly, this is what, this is one of the biggest lessons I learned growing up from my parents. Cause we were always, not always, always like hundred percent of the time, but it was very big in our family to focus on the blessings and the good. Mm-hmm. And, and what a nice foundation to get you through when stuff wasn't that great, but there was more good than not good. And if there wasn't, if you had a day where it was overbearingly crap, <laughs> and something was just too hard. You could not find the good. My mother has the secret recipe. She would say, have a cup of tea and go to bed <laughs> because <laughs> things are always better in the morning. And she was right. But we were so, we were so grounded in gratitude that I know that that's why everybody wants to come back to my parents' house. Everybody wants to come back to get together because you just get that, like you're rejuvenated again to get out yes. in the world. Yeah. And, and I, as I've gotten older and become more aware of the world and realize just how blessed we are, the lines in the grocery store, yeah, they drive me crazy, but I'm in a grocery store, you know? So I even try mm. when, when I'm in those situations, those, those little things that, you know, can be modern annoyances of modern life. If you frame them in a different way and you go, yeah, but you're in a grocery store and there are 70 kinds of toothpaste, like it's, you know, look at it that yeah. way. And it suddenly shifts your perspective to those moments of gratitude and just gratitude for, for everything. I mean, I, 
just be grateful to have a bedroom to go to at night that's quiet and calm. You know, those things and the focus of gratitude um, on the Thanksgiving holiday, it, it really can do a lot to cement your the end of your year and your year moving forward into next year. That whole idea of gratitude is so empowering. So here's, this is for all of the skeptics that think really gratitude is that important because there's so much happening right now that it's just, I can't even, right? <laughs> this is from Hal Elrod. Listen to all the things, all the things in this about gratitude. He says people, and I'm looking to the side because that's where my other computer is because I'm fancy now. Yeah, I usually two. look up at the ceiling. I don't know why. Nothing's written up. <laughs> this, Hal Elrod says people who regularly practice gratitude, here we go, experience more positive emotions, feel more alive, sleep better, express more compassion and kindness, and even have a stronger immune system than people who don't regularly practice gratitude. I can 100,000% attest to that. It is absolutely true. And I do actually sleep a heck of a lot better when at the end of the day, I do exactly what you did, Mary Fran, even on the days where 800 things went wrong. If I lay there and think, but what did go right or what could go right tomorrow? Sometimes I have to go to tomorrow. Maybe this will go right tomorrow. <laughs> or this was right last week where I'm grateful that at least I have this. Then I sleep because otherwise my head starts to spin out of control in all the negative and it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't. And we, we were talking before we started to, uh, to record here about how gratitude is one of those emotions that opens you out to the world. When you start to look outside of your own, you know, wounded psyche or your angry psyche, those, those emotions close you off. Those emotions have you completely you focused, you know, center focused on you and if you're angry about something, then you just start, you know, spewing that over and over and over again. But when you're grateful, especially about the things that you have in your life that maybe, you know, you didn't even necessarily that were gifted to you, like like the fact that you're living in this country. I mean, just things like that. If you really, really go broad, you can find anything to be grateful for. And those kinds of emotions open you up. They allow you to be happier. They allow you to look for more opportunities. They allow you to be more engaged in your world. And all of those other things that Hal Elrod mentioned then end up being byproducts of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because think about it. Once, you know, you have abundance and, and, and when you have that mindset and you're looking for the good as opposed to the negative, looking for something to be I got to tell you, when I first discovered Hal Elrod at the beginning of my divorce, when I was really in the pit and all the hair fell out and he talked about gratitude. And I was like, Oh, I remember Oprah talking about the gratitude journal and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I, I was at the point where I would try anything. And at the end of the day, all day long, I'd be like, this is going wrong. And I'm like, I need to have one thing that I write in the gratitude page at the end of the day. Like I started to look for it to yeah. find something to be grateful for in all of the the muck and the mess. And I'm like, it actually did start to reframe that then I would buy more things and more things. And the thing was for me, it just made me at least for a minute to stop focusing on the negative. And then, yeah. then there was another minute and another minute. And then now we're, you know, four or five years of all those minutes of focusing on good things. And then good things kept coming because I had the energy to go out and get them. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And if you get past, if you get super, super basic, like I said, 
it's you got the fact that you live in this country, the fact that you have a full refrigerator, the fact that you have a car that you can get places you need to go. I mean, it's it you can get super basic, but when you frame what you have in relation to the rest of the world, it's very easy to be grateful. Yeah. We have to give, I know we, we, we say so much about the U S and this Thanksgiving is the U S this is like gratitude is a worldwide thing that everybody can practice. And we have to give a big shout out to our buddy, Ash from Australia, who was super fun and came on here. What? Like in our first hundred episodes, I think we found him, right? Yeah, he did. Ash Manuel. He has the growing with gratitude um, company organization and program that he goes out into schools. He just got this mega award in Australia for like a top mental health program in the country. Cause he's been to over 800 schools with this growing with gratitude program. And he based it all on um, gratitude being such a core element of resilience. Um, I got to find the, the thing. Oh, he did a study about the most successful people. They uh, the highest majority of them mentioned gratitude as one of their key elements. I think you said gratitude and happiness um, are the keys to success and achievement. How about that? So he goes in and does this whole kids program and gets them thinking in a more grateful mindset. Can you imagine if this whole world would spend at least the majority of their day looking for things to be grateful for, as opposed to things to complain about? Mm -hmm. Would Twitter even exist people? Would it even exist? I wouldn't have to mispronounce what it's called anymore because it the wouldn't tweeter even be would there. crash the if everyone was in gratitude. Gone. The tweeter would be gone. And I can't <laughs> say that would necessarily be a bad thing. That, sorry to all you tweeter people out there. But, you know, the idea of teaching this gratitude, this as a skill to children and to kids to teach them to recognize their blessings. There's so much about that, that engenders positive emotions, the idea of being grateful for what you have. And that's so important, especially, I mean, every kid goes through those teenage years where your emotions run crazy. If you can build a foundation of gratitude and positivity early on in kids, it can really help them get through those really challenging times of the teenage years and then allow them to continue to build on that into adulthood. Yeah. I think one of the keys there too, is to bring it to their attention. To yes. remind the kids, you know, that you've got all these things to be grateful for and not just to say, you have so much to be grateful for. Yeah. <laughs> when, my kids were, when my kids were teenagers, that's pretty much what I did. I screamed at them most of the time. And then I was like, okay, we're going to put a gratitude journal on the table, on the kitchen table, and everybody's got to write one thing a day in it. And they did. And I mean, sometimes it was, it was like, I'm grateful for my annoying mother. You know, like sometimes it was stuff like that. But it did teach them to think if only for the minute that they were thinking about something to write just to shut me up. It did give them that moment to think about something that they were happy that they that they had and were grateful for. So, and, you know, bringing it to even like a current kind of thing of how kids communicate in all these days, back when our, our divorce journey started and things were really bad. We did, um, and for the when for the first time they weren't with me on one or two nights a week, and the first time my whole entire life. During the month of November, we did a um, group text, me and my three kids, and it was like things that we were grateful for. <laughs> of course, you know, there were some times that I won't mention which children only put an emoji. Like they had to contribute by the end of the day, and there was like an emoji of like a slice of pizza. <laughs> Mitch. We won't say who it was, Mitch. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, you know, your family, you're mentioning that your kids had to do, you know, (laughs) gratitude and that the cousins all get together. 
your daughter did chime in on our on our live broadcast here. Oh, did she? What she? Yes, about Thanksgiving, and she says, "Well, Franny, (laughs) it sounds like you want all the grandkids to sleep over." Oh, Thanksgiving. So we'll be bringing suitcases. <laughs> Since they love it so desperate. much. I was sick last week. She is desperate. Late, yesterday, she sent me a text message late at night. She went, okay, I've had it. I'm sick of watching your grandchildren. <laughs> You're act together and get healthy. Mama needs a break. <laughs> oh my God. That's so fun. All right. Well, we got to wrap it up here because we got to get on to our Thanksgiving plans and purchases. I've got to, I actually did get the turkey early this year. Shocking. I remember to put it in the refrigerator and not try to not calculate how long it can sit in a big pot of cold water to thaw yes. out. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've got a, I got a ton of stuff to do, but this is, this is one of those times when I'm happy to do it because uh, the end result is everybody around the table together being grateful. So, and we are grateful for all of you who pay attention to us. Not always sure why you do, but we're grateful for it. <laughs> <laughs> and we are, we are grateful that we, that we get to do this work. We don't yeah. have to do it. This is something that we get to do. And it is absolutely extraordinary. I mean, Hey, if you've all been following this, you know that you've carried me a long way. <laughs> we're, we're very grateful for the fact that you drug us through the, co- through, the through the pandemic. So thank you. Yes. For that. Thank you for that. <laughs> all right, everybody. All right, everybody. If you need any more tips and uh, ideas about how to reset and get yourself started resetting your mindset, go to brilliantlyresilient.net slash freebies. There are a bunch of free resources on that page for you. And um Sign up. What do you say? If you blink three times, a uh, three uh, times and a box will just appear <laughs> and you it's can put the- your email in it and you'll get our brilliance bits, which are brilliant. I know because I write them, but they are, from- <laughs> <laughs> they're all from uh, some of the words of wisdom from our guests that we've had on who have uh, been kind enough to share their ideas about resilience and brilliance with us. So check that out and we will see you next time. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And hey, if you're uh, in the Brilliantly Resilient community right now, drop a note all week long. Let us know what you're grateful for. And if you're listening to this later, just go to facebook.com, groups, Brilliantly Resilient community. Somehow you'll get there. You'll find us. (laughs) You'll find us. Join and let us know what you're grateful for. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.